love how I have an internal six-second timer because that's just the arbitrary amount of time we've decided for silence. I don't have to look anymore. I can just nail it. Um, hey, all. We're back. We're doing it again. And uh, as is tradition on the second episode of a recording session, we're just going to jump right into that damn book so we don't waste any of your time. Mm-hmm. David, you want to start? Because I don't remember where we stopped. No, it's mostly just I forgot where we left off. <laughs> I do have where we left off, but I choked on a donkey. <laughs> okay. High quality production Cut here. Okay. <laughs> As the Civil War staggered towards its end, the country began to realize that it was not only at the end of an era, but it was facing the beginning of a vaster and more important cycle. The emancipation of four million slaves might end slavery, but it would not also be the end of its four million victims. To be sure, there were many prophets, South and North, who foretold this fate of Negro extinction, but they were wrong. It was the beginning of Negro development, and what was this development going to be? Back of all the enthusiasm and fervor of victory in the North came a wave of reflection that represented a sober afterthought of the nation. It harked back to a time when not one person in ten believed in Negroes, or in emancipation, or in any attempt to conquer the South. This feeling began to arise before the war closed, and after it ended, it rose higher and higher into something like dismay. From before that time of Washington and Jefferson down to the Civil War, the nation had asked if it were possible for free Negroes to become American citizens in the full sense of the word. The answer to this problem historically had been taken in these forms. Guys, get this ready for d- Dr. Du Bois does a geometry oh, proof. Here, here, we, here go. we go. All right. One, Negroes after conversion to Christianity were in the same position as other colonial subjects of the British king. This attitude disappeared early in colonial history. Okay, so if they're, they're Christian enough, <laughs> we're, we're good. We just we got to quote unquote civilize them with the Jesus. We All managed right. to get past that hang up pretty quickly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we breeze, we breeze right by that. Uh, two, when the slave trade was stopped, Negroes would die out. Oh my God! Attacked. No! God damn it! No! This, no. Is, this is that English historian we were talking about. This is what he had in his brain. <laughs> Fuck you sideways! When the slave trade was stopped, Negroes would die out? What are you talking they only, about? They only exist to be slaves. We are the path to survival. Oh my uh, God! Therefore, the attack upon slavery must begin with the abolition of the slave trade, and after that, the race problem would settle itself. Because there wouldn't be another race, you sociopaths! This attitude was the back of the slave trade laws, 1808 to 1820. Three, if Negroes did not die out, and if gradually by emancipation and economic failure of slavery they became free, they must be systematically deported out of the country back to Africa, or where they would develop to an independent people or die from laziness or disease. This represented the attitude of the liberal America from the end of the War of 1812 down to the beginning of the Cotton Kingdom. So here, here we've talked about where all of these things originated. Here's the origination of the horrible go back to Africa. Well, this is, yeah, so it's the beginning of, like, the awful forms of Garveyism. It's also the beginning of the, when you say... This is, well, not and not even that way, like, like just a straight-up white supremacist, like, go, oh, you don't like it, go back to Africa. Well, like, no, yeah, like, the shit that Ilan Omar sees on her timeline right now, I get it, yeah. Right. But we're also yeah. talking about the, this is, I think, more in, a little, eh, more or less insidiously, it's also mm-hmm. the, the origin of Lincoln's, hey... 
y'all want to go colonize a random country in South America? <laughs> because, like, I totally believe you should be free, just super not here right now-ish. I I like you having freedom, but that's a them problem. Yeah. Let's, if you could go do that freedom thing anywhere other than problems. here. That's a them problem. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four. Negroes were destined to be perpetual slaves in a new economy which recognized a caste of slave workers. And this caste system might eventually replace displace the white worker and at any rate it was destined to wider expansion towards the tropics this was the attitude of the confederacy cool 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 cool, cool, cool. very cool super yeah. neat super neat and cool super duper awesome just good choices here it good, is good clear choices. that from the time of washington and jefferson guys hamilton comes out tomorrow if y'all want to catch up oh, on that <laughs> dating the podcast a little bit but yeah jump into it uh <laughs> down to the civil war when the nation was asked if it was possible for free negroes to become american citizens in the full sense of the word it was answered by a stern and determined no exclamation point the persons who conceived of the negroes as free and remaining in the united states were a small minority before 1861 and confined to educated free negroes and some of the abolitionists not even all the abolitionists believed no. that, that black people could be free in America. I mean, some of them thought they would just get deported or die off. I mean, yeah. Ooh, yeah. The, I, I still cannot reconcile the die off thing, and I will never be. I don't. I, I hope my brain never understands what that sentence means because it, it, it feels like if you, if you do understand that, it's like you've cracked some eldritch code and the mummy enters your skull and bad things mm-hmm. happen. Um, the basic this basic thought of the american nation now began gradually to be changed it bore the face of fear it showed a certain dismay at the thought of what the nation was facing after the war and under hypotenism hypnotism hypotenism wow that's a word i just invented okay all right y'all we were talking about geometry and so now i was i was getting a hypo i I saw hyp hyphen i'm like i got hypotenuse oh no oh no there's other words oh shit pythagorean theorem oh i've got entire sides of hypotenuse you being cult loving all of the triangles being cult cult loving son of a bitch hypnotism i almost did it again of a philanthropic idea the very joy in the shout of emancipated Negroes was a threat. Who were these people? <laughs> were we not losing a sort of gorilla into? Were we not losing a sort of gorilla into American freedom? Oh my God! Fuck that sentence! Fuck that sentence out of existence! God damn it! Negroes were lazy, poor, and ignorant. Moreover, their ignorance was more than the ignorance of whites. It was a biological, fundamental, and eradicable ignorance based on a pronounced and eternal racial difference. I want to die. The democracy and freedom open and possible to white men of English stock and even to continental Europeans, capital C, capital E, were unthinkable in the case of Africans. We were moving slowly into an absolutely impossible direction. Meantime, there was anarchy in the South, and not the fun kind, and the triumph of brute physical force over large areas. The classic report on conditions in the South directly after the war is that of Carl Schurz. 
Carl Schurz was of the finest type of immigrant Americans, a German. <laughs> I'm not going to finish the last half of that <laughs> sentence. I, I will at some point, but right now let's just leave it at he was German and we love those. A German of education and training. He had fought for liberal thought and government in his country. Interject Nathan's thought. And then when that got difficult, he left and did it somewhere else. And when driven out by the failure of the revolution of 1848, had come to the United States where he fought for freedom. No man was better prepared dispassionately to judge conditions in the South than Schurz. There is nothing I want more judging my country than a dispassionate German. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with those. Just a pure logic-driven German man. They never become problematic at any point in human history. He was, to be sure, an idealist and doctrinaire. But surely the hard-headed and the practical had made mess enough with America. This was the time for thought and plan. Scherz's reports on the journey remain today with every internal evidence of truth and reliability. His mission came about in this way. He had written Johnson on his North Carolina effort at reconstruction, and Johnson invited him to call. President Johnson received me with assurance that he had read my letters with great interest and appreciation, and that he was earnestly considering the views I had presented in them. But in one respect, he said, I had entirely mistaken his intentions. His North Carolina proclamation was not to be understood as laying down a general rule for the reconstruction of all the states lately in rebellion. It was to be regarded as merely experimental. And he thought that the condition of things in North Carolina was especially favorable for making of such an experiment. As to the Gulf states, he was very doubtful and even anxious. He wished to see those states restored to their constitutional relations with the general government as quickly as possible. But he did not know whether it would be done with safety to the union, union men and to the emancipated slaves. He came up with this weird, uh, super crazy idea where it what if 10% of them said they were cool. And then we let them back in. But I said, that's insane. Cause I'm a level-headed German. And therefore we went forward. He therefore requested me to visit those states for the purpose of reporting to him whatever information I could gather as to the existing condition of things and of suggesting to him such measures as my observations might lead me to believe advisable. In this report, Schurz differentiated four classes in the South. Oh, we're getting all sorts of classes we, now. We are really, yeah, all kinds of lists of four. Lots of fours, well. lots of proofs. One. Those who, although having yielded submission to the national government, only when obliged to do so, have a clear perception of the irreversible changes produced by the war and honestly endeavor to accommodate themselves to the new order of things. So people that obviously were on the wrong side of this, but are like, yeah, I mean, I know what's going on. I'm going to do the thing that you tell me to do because that's just how the world works. We, We were talking about these, not the people that woke up from the uprisings that are going on now and certainly not the overwhelming number of people that are cynical and trying to take the opportunity to gaslight you that they're on your side the whole time or they're you know just learning about these things uh but a group of people that are basically forced into reaction their views haven't changed but now they're afraid to say something you know the people that act like they're oppressed because they can't shout the n-word but now we're going you know i mean police do kill people but it's just those idiots you know (laughs) yeah Two, those who principle object 
whose principal object is to have the United States, without delay, restored to their position and influence in the Union and the people of the states to the absolute control of their home concerns. Hmm. They are ready in order to attain that object to make any ostensible concession that will not prevent them from arranging things to suit their taste as soon as the object is obtained. So exactly the gaslighters you just talked about. The people that are like, I will tell you whatever you want to hear right now as long as you let me go back to doing exactly what it is I want to do as soon as humanly possible. (laughs) That's right. I will will change all of the names – I will get rid of all of the blackface. I will slap Black Lives Matter wherever you want as long as you go away, let me start paying people $7 an hour again, and let me call the cops on people for quote-unquote loitering just right away. Just just leave me alone and pretend things change. I will call the cops and say, can you please arrest these people for standing too long at the corner of Black Lives Matter and super-duper Black Lives Matter Avenue? (laughs) <laughs> but just let me do that. I need to do that. At, at, at Martin Luther King 2 Street <laughs> and, and Malcolm X Boulevard. And Malcolm X was really on our side Boulevard. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ. Three, the incorrigibles. Oh, tell me about the incorrigibles who still indulge in the swagger, which was so customary before and during the war and still hope for a time when the Southern Confederacy will achieve its independence. Oh my God. They never went away. (laughs) They've been here since the inception. Now the problem is that those people, the incorrigibles, like the people that still think the South will rise again, like, we're past you. You're a relic. Now I'm looking at the people that are like, America, fuck yeah. And I'm like, no, now you're yeah. the idiot. You're the incorrigible. Give up your the, little weird conception of. The people that never put away their, their Confederate flags, but now they also have the snake flags and they know what the American flag means. And maybe they got a black American flag with a blue line across it. Yeah, those like people. Th- those people, yeah. Those people. Um, and four. The multitude of people who have no definite ideas about the circumstances under which they live and about the course they have to follow, (laughs) whose intellects are weak, but whose prejudice and impulses are strong and who are apt to be carried along by those who know how to appeal to the latter. Holy shit. Holy shit, Du Bois just dragging fucking like, haha, you sheeple, just dragging people right now. This is this isn't even the voice to that. This is Scherz's report. Oh dear God, you're right. Oh, you level-headed German son of a bitch! Look at you, just calling him out. <laughs> Spill that tea. Do it, boy. Just you, you idiots that have no idea. You lost the war. You just don't even know. You don't even know there was a war. You're just waiting for someone. To, you're just waiting for a boot to lick. Any boot. You don't care whose boot. You just need a boot in your mouth, you, or you don't feel secure. <laughs> He thus describes the movements immediately following the war. When the war came to a close, the labor system of the South was already much disturbed. During the progress of military operations, large numbers of slaves had left their masters and followed the columns of our armies. Uh, Our armies. All right, German guy, you're not part of this. Others had taken refuge in our camps. Many thousands had enlisted in the service of the national government. 
extensive settlements of Negroes had been formed along the seaboard and the banks of the Mississippi under the supervision of army officers and treasury agents, and the government was feeding the colored refugees who could not be advantageously employed in these so-called contraband camps. Many slaves had also been removed by their masters as our armies penetrated the country either to Texas or to the interior of Georgia and Alabama. Thus, a considerable portion of the laboring force had been withdrawn from its former employments, but a majority of the slaves remained on the plantations to which they belonged, especially in those parts of the country which were not touched by the war and where consequently, consequently the Emancipation Proclamation was not enforced by the military power. Although not ignorant of the stake they had in the results of the contest, the patient bondmen waited quietly for the development of things. They were very much just trying to wait shit out and hoping the war didn't happen. Let the it's just, someone insert that meme from the zombie movie with the British people of let's go down to the bar and have a pint and wait this thing out. That that meme. <laughs> that meme goes here right now. Are you talking about Shaun of the Dead? There's a Shaun of the Dead meme I don't know about. The Shaun of the De- like there's a whole meme from Shaun of the Dead of like the guy, the main, the Sean guy, and he's like, "Let's go down to the pub and have a pint and wait yeah. this thing out." Yeah that, yeah, that got used all over the place. How have I not seen this? I don't know. You're more online than I am. Oh my god! I know. Don't say I'm more online. Okay, so like time wise, are we I going to? Do, are you really going to debate this right now? Are we going to do? I am nowhere near as online. No, as but and yet, and yet. <laughs> I don't know the shot of the dead. If I were to go back through forum, if I were to go back through trackable forum posts, you have a far more extensive online presence than I do, my good sir. (laughs) Not a lot of Magic the Gathering uh, forum posts that follow you through to the 21st century, but ha ha. (laughs) This this level-headed German starting to throw me for a loop for a second here. Um But as soon as the struggle was finally decided and our forces were scattered about in the detachments to occupy the country, the so far unmoved masses began to stir. The report went among them that their liberation was no longer a mere contingency, but a fixed fact. Large numbers of colored people left the plantations. Many flocked out to the military posts and camp to obtain certainty of their freedom. And others walked away merely for the purpose of leaving the plate places on which they had been held in slavery and because they could now go with impunity still others with their number was by no means inconsiderable remained in their former masters and continued their work in the field but under a new and yet unsettled conditions and under the agitating influence of a feeling of restlessness in some localities however where our troops had not yet penetrated and where no military post was within reach, planters endeavored and partially succeeded in maintaining between themselves and the Negroes a relation of master and slave, partly by concealing from them the greater changes that had taken place and partly by terrorizing them into submission to their behest. But aside from these exceptions, the country found itself thrown into the confusion, which is naturally inseparable from the change in the, and it's so great and so sudden. The white people were afraid of the Negroes, and the Negroes did not trust the white people, and the military power of the national government stood there and was looked up to and was the protector of both. Again, this is why 
you need a dictatorship of the proletariat rather than a dictatorship of bourgeoisie or some imagination that the government is neutral. And this is also why you need to be, quote unquote, authoritarian, you know, be, to enforce this shit. Yeah. When you have a revolution. You just don't turn over power and then assume it just magically, magically happens on its own. No, 100 percent happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, just giving some of the no, 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 just giving a long ahead, enough pause ahead. so that we had a good edit point and I don't have to like squint in for it. So you can go to discord okay. and look at what happens if I type in the word Sean of the dead meme. And the first like six oh images are God. all the one I'm talking about. Oh my God. Okay. Sean of the dead. Meme. That's all you got to type in. Oops. Nothing else. That's a, I typed commas instead of the letter M. Hold on. You know, David, I'm starting to wonder. Do not bring up my typos. I'm God bringing them up now. Why are you? Why are there commas? <laughs> because it's to the right of the letter I, M. I understand, okay. but we're not doing ciphers, my man. We're typing. <laughs> uh, I do like the second one. What we think a zombie apocalypse will be like versus what it'll actually be like. How do we have a different... I put in Discord what my search oh. results for that are. Okay, yeah, no, I use DuckDuckGo, so it's slightly different. Oh, yeah, all right, we got different, we got different ones. So if you if you go to the standard Google... No, I mean, three of the first four are exactly what you okay, said. Okay, just making sure. So no no, no reason to, to worry there. Uh, I'm worried, yeah, DuckDuckGo influencing my search results. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, it's all that. Yeah, yeah, it's all that. So there you go. So yeah, that's the meme I'm talking about. Okay. The the yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. You want to go back to reading shit for a for a, sure. the thing we do? Sure. Quit. Me, you, you, me. I don't know where we are. I got no idea. You. Him? That guy. Just give me a snap. Stalin? Snap. Some of the planters with whom I had occasion to converse expressed their determination to adopt the course which best accords with the spirit of free labor, to make the Negro work by offering him fair inducements, to stimulate ambition, and to extend him those means of intellectual and moral improvement which are best calculated to make him intelligent, reliable, and efficient free labor and a good and useful citizen. This is the dude who owns the Fortune 500 company, but he'll happily be liberal if you push him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, all if for the record, to, uh, and just just to clarify, you, anyone who's listening, everything for the last two and a half pages, three pages, we're still going to go. This is all one giant quote from Schurz, like broken oh, up, yeah. but it's all this is all the German dudes reporting on what's going on to President Johnson. And this this will continue, continue for a for while. Like another page. Another page and a half, and then it will immediately be another quote by someone just cited as a colored man. So well, it seems all right, Du Bois. Why? Why is the German getting a lot of citation? No, nah, no, we we all know yeah, what we're doing here. Well, we, we got another page or so before we get to that. So, I regret to say that views and intentions so reasonable I found confined to a small minority. Aside from the assumption that the Negro will not work without physical compulsion, there. There appears to be another popular notion prevalent in the South, which stands no less serious an obstacle of the way of successful solution of the problem. 
It is that the Negro exists for the special object of raising cotton, rice, and sugar for the whites, and that it is illegitimate for him to indulge like other people in the pursuit of his own happiness in his own way. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Fuck you, no. It doesn't doesn't get. That's not, no. No. You do not, no. You can't think that an entire race of peoples raised on taunt of existing. Their evolutionary goal of existence is to make you fucking cotton and sugar. Fuck you. I don't give a shit how ignorant your ass is. I don't give a fuck who you are. You do not believe an entire species, an entire race, an entire subset of the population of humanity is there subservient to you only to raise your cotton. A thing that didn't exist a couple hundred years ago. Or that no one even fucking cared about raising. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck your racism. Mm-hmm. Ideology is a hell of a drug. God damn. Um, yeah. Uh, I made it a special point in the most com- in most of the conversation I had with Southern men to inquire into their views with regard to the subject. I would too, because it's insane. <laughs> I found indeed some gentlemen of thought and liberal ideas who readily acknowledge the necessity of providing for the education of the colored people and who declared themselves willing to cooperate to that end to the extent of their influence. Some planters thought of establishing schools in their estates and others would have been glad to see measures taken that affect the people of the neighborhoods in which they live. But whenever I ask the question of whether it might be hoped that the legislatures of their states, of their countries and authorities would make provisions for the Negro education, I never received an affirmative, only in two or three instances, feebly encouraging answers. Like, sure, we'll we'll educate them. I mean, we'll educate them our way. They can go to say, schoolhouses. What if the government did? Well, now I might not have complete say over <laughs> how that works. And I'm, I'm mightily opposed to that, you see. Yeah, we're homeschooling those guys. Damn it. God damn it. Captive homeschooling. Welcome to the South. That's right. The, the charter school with crops. So. Oh, yeah. every word of that hurts me. Every word yeah, of that no, hurts me I know, deeply. I know. It didn't feel good to say. Um, I'm just trying to assess things. Call them as at, you see at them. Last, at last, I was forced to the conclusion that aside from a small number of honorable exceptions the popular prejudice is almost as bitterly set against the negroes having the advantage of education as it was when the negro was a slave cool yeah i mean we we cool. won the war slavery saw our uh, racism solved Ta-da! Ha-ha. um there may be an improvement in the respect but it proved, it would prove only how universal the prejudice was in former days Hundreds of times I heard the old assertion repeated that learning will spoil the ethnic slur for work. That Negro education will be the ruin of the South. It'll ruin our American way. If they know things, they won't want to be our slaves. I'm upset by this. Hi, I'm the South. Another most singular notion still holds a a potent sway over the minds of the masses. It is that the elevation of the blacks will be the degradation of the whites. Zero. Genocide. Zero. Some. Game. America is unable to understand anything other than that. Mm -hmm. God damn it. The emancipation of the slave is submitted to only insofar as chattel slavery in the old form could not be kept up. 
But although the freedman is no longer considered the property of the individual master, he is considered the slave of society. And all independent state legislation will share the tendency to make him such. The ordinances abolishing slavery passed by the conventions under the pressure of circumstance will not be looked upon as bearing the establishment of a new form of servitude. Carl Schurz, our German man that I was skeptical about at first, but has really mm. he's really growing on me. Yeah, he has. He summed the matter up. Wherever I go, the street, the shop, the house, the hotel, or the steamboat, I hear the people talk in such a way as to indicate that they are yet unable to conceive of the Negro as possessing any rights at all. Men who are honorable in their dealings with their white neighbors will cheat a Negro without feeling a single twinge of their honor. To kill a Negro, they do not deem murder. Mm, We know that. Yeah. Unfortunately. To debauch a Negro woman, they do not think fornication. Mm. To take the property away from a Negro, they do not consider robbery. Why did you get to read the fun parts from this German man? And I'm just reading the. Mm. What is the, the name for the. Because this just immediately brought me. What's what's the police just steal from you legally? Uh, civil forfeiture. Civil forfeiture. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The underpinnings of civil forfeiture right there. Yep. The people boast that when they get freedmen's affairs in their own hands, to use their own expression, that slur will catch hell. Mm-hmm. The reasons of all this is simple and manifest. The whites esteem the blacks their property by natural right. And however much they admit that the individual relations of matters and slaves have been destroyed by the war and by the president's emancipation proclamation, they still have an ingrained feeling that the blacks at large belong to the whites at large. Corroboration of the main points in this thesis of Schur's came from many sources from Virginia. Before the abolition of slavery and before the war, it was the policy of slaveholders to make a free Negro as despicable a creature and as uncomfortable as possible. They did not want a free Negro about at all. They considered it an injury to the slave, as it undoubtedly was creating discontent among the slaves. The consequences were that there was always an intense prejudice against the free Negro. Now, very suddenly, all have become free Negroes. And that was not calculated to allay allay that prejudice. A colored man testified, There was distinct tendency toward compulsion, toward reestablished slavery under a different name. Negroes coming into Yorktown from regions of Virginia and thereabouts said that they had worked all year and received no pay and were driven off the 1st of January. The owners sold their crops and told them they had no further use for them and that they might go to the Yankees or the slaveholders offered to take them back but refused to pay any wages. A few offered a dollar a month in clothing and food. They were not mm. willing to pay anything for work. The courts Thank you. the subjugation of Negroes. That's the least surprising thing I've ever read. <laughs> uh, George S. Smith of Virginia, resident since 1848, said that he had been in the pro- provost, provost marshal. Was it provost? It's a it's a it's provost. a position at a college. Is all I know. 
Ah, okay. The provost marshal's department and have had great opportunities of seeing the cases that are brought before him. Although I am prejudiced against the Negro myself, you don't say. Still, Still, I must tell the truth and must acknowledge that he has rights. In more than nine cases out of ten have come up in the General Patrick's office, the Negro has the right has been right and the white man has been wrong. And I think that will be found to be the case if you examine the different provost marshals. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, the court is... Okay, I thought there was a lot of blurring of lines there. I thought George S. Smith yeah. was black and was like doing this weird boondocks Uncle Rucker like oh. sh- like white Klansman, black Klansman thing where he's like, yeah, no, you know, all right, all the black people usually lie, but you know, they're right sometimes. It was, I, all right, no, it was just a racist person. Just a racist person said racist mm-hmm. things. I feel like yeah. we could summarize most of this book as a racist person said racist things. It was common for Virginia in 1865 and 1866 to advocate wholesale expulsion of the Negroes. This attitude arose from the slave trade. And back to another quote, the slave system in Virginia has been such to as exhaust very large, the able body workers. I have been informed that 20,000 of that class were annually sold from Virginia. Consequently, a very large portion of the colored population there is composed of the aged infirm women and children and the being freed from the necessity of supporting them is really a great relief in the present oh poverty of the God. people a relief to their former owners Fuck so again, i mean they're off. wearing it on their sleeves right obviously slavery is not taking care of people it's subhuman conditions it's owning people and anyone in their right mind realizes that paying people would be better but not only did these plantation owners say oh no we're taking care of them. We're like father figures. If they were freed, they'd be worse off. But then they make sure when faced with that freedom, since they still hold the cards and have the power and have the money and have the land and have the employment, that they would make sure that is true, right? It's just like when those white supremacists say, well, what are you going to do when the police aren't there to protect you? Well, the police don't fucking protect you. They kill you. They throw you in a cage. They harass the shit out of you. They do not protect you. But those people are saying that. Because as soon as the police aren't there, they plan on murdering people. Yeah. They are giant pieces of shit that will follow Anyone through. that says, oh, well, if the police aren't there, then all this other stuff will happen. Really? You think that? Because yeah. I don't think that. So you, what you're saying is that if the police weren't there, you would come in and murder people. That's yeah, what you're you saying. It as an opportunity. Because empirically, that's not happened. Empirically, no. the police go away. Crime, murder, things goes like that down. go down, right? Yes. It goes down. Every time. It goes down. But also, there is, as much as police are already an informal, a formal slash informal force of white supremacy, they're not explicitly slave catchers anymore. They're just fighting crime, but they, you know, they are very formalized. Uh, there are totally informal forces of white supremacy, you know, the three percenters, uh, the Proud Boys, just, I mean, general, you know, gun club, rifle-owning Second Amendment shitheads. And, I mean, you better believe when they say, what are you going to do when the police aren't there to protect you? They're threatening you. Yeah, that, that, is, a, that is a threat 100% of not, the time. That is not a rhetorical device to try to make you earn sympathies and think about, you know, a police are there. They don't care what your answer is. They're threatening. Their answer is... Oh, what will happen is we'll be a cl- we'll be the clan again, and we will come in yeah. and do what we think is right. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, those who wanted Negro labor immediately and were pushed by 
on by the current no yeah we're pushed on by the current high prices for products we're willing to compromise in some respects democrats more <laughs> the more intelligent people there again they you know this is where they they see themselves as the smart ones the republicans are all just the dumb ones or something like <laughs> fools you know there's cheap labor to exploit you can treat these people like garbage <laughs> didn't you see, don't you see the opportunity you you heathens <laughs> if you pretend that you think of them as human and you pretend that you stand up for their rights you can dehumanize them much more lucratively hi my name is um, jeff bezos <laughs> Uh, the more intelligent people there, those who have landed estates, need their labor. Being dependent upon them for labor, they see the necessity of employing them and are disposed to get along with them. All of the people, however, are extremely reluctant to grant the Negro his civil rights. Those privileges that pertain to freedom, the protection of life, liberty, and property before the laws, and the right to testify in courts, etc. They are all very reluctant to concede that. And if it is ever done, it will be all be because they are forced to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. um, they are reluctant to even consider and treat the Negroes as a free man. Lieutenant Sanderson who was in North Carolina for three years, said at, that as soon as the Southerners came into full control, they intended to put in force laws, not allowing contraband to stay in any section over such a length of time without work. Again, contraband does, in this case being human beings. Yes. Yes. Uh, if he does, to seize him and sell him. In fact, that is done now in the county of Gates, North Carolina. The county police organized under orders from headquarters did enforce that. Mr. Parker told me that he had hired his people for the, the season, that directly after the surrender of General Lee, he called them up and told them that they were free and that he was better used, he was better used to them than the others and would prefer hiring them, that he would give them board and two suits of clothing to stay with him till the first day of January 1866 and one Saunders suit at the end of that time. That they consented willingly. In fact, they preferred to remain with him, etc. But from his people, I learned that though he did call them up as stated, yet when one of them demurred at the offer, his son James flew at him and cuffed and kicked him. And that after they were all perfectly willing to stay, they were watched night and day that Bob, one of the men, had been kept chained nights and that they were actually afraid to try and get away. Oh, so what you're saying is you offered them freedom you offer them this this fucking bullshit bargain of be my slave but i'll give you a couple concessions one of them said no your son beat the shit out of him mm-hmm. and then you still kept a couple of them in chains yeah no no this sounds and good police them all day yeah no this yeah. sounds good this sounds normal this yeah. sounds exactly like how how everyone else in this society operates total equality here we're good guys America, total democracy since forever, according to Vox. Sometimes the resentment at the new state of affairs was funny. A county judge near Goldsboro, who had never been addressed by a Negro unbidden, came to the quarters of Lieutenant Sanderson. Lieutenant, what am I to stand from these freed people? I suppose you call them free. What insults am I obliged to suffer? Am I in perfect fever? I told him I saw he was and asked him what what he complained of. If there was anything wrong, I would write it. Well, said he, one of these infernal <clears throat> slur came along and as I sat on my piazza this morning and bowed to me, 
He said good morning, one of, one of your soldiers. They're upset that they said good morning. Mm-hmm. That was a paragraph for an old angry white dude to say, <laughs> a black person had the audacity to say good morning. Whole paragraph. From Alabama, it was reported, the planters hate the Negro and the latter class distrust the, distrust the former. And while this state of things continues, there cannot be a harmonious action in developing the resources of a country. Besides, a good many men are unwilling yet to believe that the peculiar institution of the South has been actually abolished and still have the lingering hope that slavery, though not in name, will yet in some form practically exist. And hence the great anxiety to get back into the Union, which being accomplished, they will then, as I have heard expressed, fix the Negro. Oh, there it is. That's the good shit. Mm -hmm. That's that good shit. Mm -hmm. We're going to find we are going to do the uh, they talk about like capitalism is the birthplace of like innovation and entrepreneurship. It's really just super good at adapting different forms of slavery and figuring out how to roll with the punches when it comes to, oh, they took my slaves from this side. I'll right hook them from the other side. Here I go. But Nathan, they're innovating racist exploitation. They're disrupting the racism industry. They're disrupting the slavery uh, industry. It is the simple fact capable of indefinite proof that the black man does not receive the faintest shadow of justice. However, yeah, that in sad. nine of 10 cases out of 10 within my own observation where a white man has provoked an affray with a black and savagely misused him, the black man has been fixed for insolent language because he did not receive the chastisement in submissive silence while the white man has gone free. You can beat the shit out of a black person in public because you weren't allowed to call him a slur without him just standing there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it is, this is very much... Again, the wear it on its sleeve, totally dehumanized, didn't need a badge to to cover it up version of I walked up and harassed you for looking suspicious. Yeah. No other reason, not, you know, looking suspicious because you, you fit were the description a mask or had a mustache or yeah, we're wearing a brightly colored shirt or whatever that, you know, dark hoodie, whatever the shit. And then you resisted arrest, even though you were being arrested for anything. This is like, that's exactly what that is. Du Bois does. And he does this. This is chapter over chapter. So I shouldn't be surprised anymore. But. He does this amazing thing of just presenting facts in such a blatant and obvious way that it it's almost as if it is written for a far... He's obviously writing it for someone that is removed from it, but we are X number of times removed from it. Yeah. Of, well, yeah, you've heard all these things where they try and pretend they're like, you know, dancing around it or they learned or they did something or they changed. And no, no, they were very obvious on their sleeve about it. They've just gotten better at adapting, but this is obviously what they think underneath all that because this is how they reacted in the moment. This is how they always react in the moment. The New York Herald says of Georgia, springing naturally out of this disordered state of affairs is an organization of regulators, so-called. Their numbers include many ex-Confederate cavaliers of the country, and their mission is to visit summary justice upon any offenders against the public peace. I'm sure they are the ones that get to decide what the public peace is. Mm-hmm. Woof. 
Uh, it is needless to say that their attention is largely directed to maintaining quiet and submission among the blacks. The sh- I'm just skipping that whole segment. I'm just skipping the whole thing. There's a yeah, very lynching. there's a very slur-ridden, awful thing that I'm just not going to read for a couple. There's just one sentence. The regulators. Yeah, um, oh, no, go ahead. No, was, yeah, these these um, regulated. This is what they're talking about. He's just basically saying they could they could lynch him. Yeah, no, they you can know, do a whole bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. no, you don't need that. I don't need that. None of us need that in our lives. The yeah. regulators go to the bottom of the matter and strive to make it uncomfortably warm for any new settler with demoralizing innovations of wages for slur. A committee of the Florida legislature, oh, now we're getting to the good shit, reported in 1865 that it was true that one of the results of the war was the abolition of African slavery. That was one of the results of the Civil War. Yep, that is that is definitely one of those things. <laughs> the array of results we of lost the Civil War. One That's thing happened result. as a result. Uh, this. This thing. But it will hardly be seriously argued that the simple act of emancipation, the simple act of emancipation of itself worked any change in the social, legal, or political status of the African race as we're already free, nor will it be insisted, we presume, that the emancipated slave technically uh, denominated a freedman occupied any higher position in the scale of rights and privileges than the free Negro. If these inferences be correct, then it results as a logical conclusion that all arguments going to sustain the authority of the General Assembly to discriminate in the case of free Negroes equally apply to that of freedmen or emancipated slaves. Guys, don't get it twisted. We can still discriminate against people. Do not get us mistaken. They still do not have right. Let's let's not pretend like this made them human. We don't. are Florida. Okay, guys, we don't. have annihilated the Seminoles. You are not going to let some freed black people get in our way. Just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. We can still beat the shit out of them, make them work for pennies without having a vote or ability to testify in court. It's OK. It's okay. good. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're good. This message We're brought good. to you by Ron DeSantis. Yes. But it is insisted by a certain class of radical theorists that the act of oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's 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 hear what these radicals had to say. Them stupid civil war antifas. <laughs> That the act of emancipation did not stop in its effect in merely severing the relationship of master and slave, but that it extended further. It so operated as to exalt the entire race. What does exalting this race mean to this 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 good person? Um, and place them upon terms of perfect equality with the white man they're they're exalting the highest they can ever hope to be is equal with the white man go get fucked Mm -hmm. these fanatics may be very sincere and honest in their convictions i believe you you're feeling you know what guys your feelings are valid your feelings are valid if someone says that to you i'm slap them slap them because they're about to say something that says i think you're an idiot these fanatics may be very sincere and honest in their convictions, but the result of the recent elections in Connecticut and Wisconsin shows very conclusively that such is not the sentiment of the majority of so-called free states. Guys, 
we've got a whole lot of racists that live in the north and they agree that we're totally right to continue being racist so let's not even even the democrats like nancy pelosi say we should cut taxes and and stop and protest extra peacefully that's what martin luther king would have said and and that the police should arrest all of these looters and so if they say it that means it's not racist for me to say it um so let me let me you know brush my toupee and go beat some people up I love the imagine. I, I just love the idea of a guy with a toupee who also wants to go beat the shit out of some people in the streets. Like that, that's a man that's just, that's trying to keep to it. Some Southerners saw in emancipation nothing but extermination for the Negro race. Oh, goody! The provisional governor of Florida became almost tearful over the impending fate of the Negro and the guilt of the North. Oh, dear God, I am not going to enjoy this. This unfortunate class of our population, but recently constituting the... Ha- uh, David, no. I- I'm not doing it. I'm not okay. doing it. I'm not. I'm sorry. Okay. I will I could, I will blast through this. Blast. I, blast through Bl- this. I won't stop you. Blast. I can't even look at it. Blast. This unfortunate class of our population, but recently constituting the happiest and best provided for laboring population in the world. Guys, we treated him so good. <laughs> you want anything more? He said he was going to blast and he made it one sentence. I know I was yes. going to do the same thing, but God damn it. It's so bad, guys. You have no idea. By no act of theirs or voluntary conference of ours. Oh, they didn't even want this. Guys, they didn't want this. Um, and with no prior training to prepare them for their new responsibilities of being people responsibilities of being humans they were were trained to be human persons um have been suddenly deprived of the fostering care and protection of their old masters who have now become like so many children gambling gambling upon the brink of the yawning precipice careless of the future and only intent in reveling in the present unrestrained enjoyment of the newly found bobble of freedom guys those idiots don't even know what they're doing with their freedom those poor naive souls they need daddy to take care of them that is the dumbest paragraph in the history of human time and i'm going to read it again This unfortunate class of our population, but recently constituting the happiest and best provided for laboring population in the world by no act of theirs or voluntary concurrence of ours with no prior training to prepare them for their new responsibilities have been suddenly deprived of the fostering care and protection of their old masters and are now to become like so many children gambling upon the brink of the yawning precipice careless of the future and intent only on reveling in the present unrestrained enjoyment of the newly found bauble of freedom guys i've got nothing they don't they don't know how to work how to pay bills how to run a house how to be alive without our protection and nurturing care they're just this dumb, dumb children. They won't even invest. They won't invest. They won't have any savings. It's so I, fuck, get even past that. How do you, as a, as a, imagine yourself? Let's go in our. Let's get back in our time machine. Let's 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 just oh, jump God. back. How do you, as a human being, watch 
entire group you're you're one isolated plantation owner out in the middle of nowheresville you're you're sitting there and you're watching a group of people do a thing that you are incapable of doing let it be clear as some fucking fuck off plantation owner you could not get cotton from plant to processed thing that you can make money on you couldn't imagine it but you have a whole subclass of people in your mind that are capable of that and somehow only that. Like somehow God bred a race of robots only there to serve your specific little need. Mm-hmm. And that's all you... How? What level of indoctrination do you need for that to be a thing that you can get away with and then somehow just go about your life? I am positive that future races or future generations of me will get to look back on me and point out something that I'm doing hopefully equally this bad. I, I hope that we, we survive long enough as a species for that to be a thing. But in this moment, I cannot even conceptualize that. It does not. Mm-hmm. I can't square the circle where that's a reality that exists. This is literally but, farce at this point. If it was not Nathan, real and written down, this would be a joke. But Nathan, the North released these unruly, petulant children, not of their choice. The stupid invader North released these dumb kids that just don't know how to grow up. And as Winston Churchill says, if you're 20 and you're not anti-slavery, you don't have a heart. But if you're 40 and you're not pro-slavery, you don't have a brain. This has been another week of Mark's madness. Why are, no, don't end there. Oh, oh we're it's ending the worst there. Sarcasm I've ever done in my life. Oh, we're ending there, buddy. I'm gonna oh, go cry no. myself no. to No. This has been fun. I'm gonna go die. Oh Okay. All right. That's bad. Yeah, no. No, it was very bad. But you said it out loud. You made a thing. You breathed that reality into the world, you goddamn necromancer. And I'm, you, you, I mean, you live I mean, with let's it. Face it. It's that's the proper translation. It's exactly. Of it, but it's I did the not correct want to, to translate that. I was just pointing out that this dude, planter dude, was an asshole. No, no, no. They're all assholes. But you've said a real thing into the world now, and you've willed that into existence, the secret oh, style. So you sit with that for. God oh, knows how long until we do this. That hurts. Yeah, oh, it, it should. It I hurt me. forget that I'm the one who does the edits. It hurt me. It'll hurt you. It should hurt you, too. We should all hurt mm-hmm. together. <sighs> Hi, guys. You probably want to reach out to us and say how much that last uh, little bit hurt oh, you personally. And if you would like yeah. to convey that message to us, the best way to do it. Uh, I'm not going to say best way. All ways of, of, of reaching out to us are equal in their validity. But if you want to reach out in a way, the first way that I list every time because of, of you know routine, you can email us. Our email address is marksmadnesspod at gmail.com. Uh, if you get tired of that method of communication and think that's for the boomers, you can hit us up on Twitter because that's the next most accessible way to get to us. And uh, that's at Mark's Madness Pod on Twitter. Get on the timeline. The DMs are open. We'll we'll chat there. Um, and if you want to get on the cutting edge of a technology that I'm sure is now old and I'm I'm a boomer for using in and of itself, you can hit me up on Discord. And by I, I say me insinuating it's only me, but David, let's be real, it's it is only me. 
most of the time. Um, David David will make appearances in Discord. I I kid him at I, best. I will. They they're 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 fewer and far farther between now though because I am back to driving. I will work. throw a rock at David if something important happens in Discord and make him respond to it. But most of the time, it's just Nathan in Discord, uh, mm-hmm. and that is we we do uh, sublet the dumb and awful Discord from from the kind the kind folks over there uh so if you want to get in there uh, the link is in our twitter bio or you can email us and say hey i'd like a link to go talk to you guys in there and then you can just you know talk to me about my various experiences with video games and things <laughs> that being said uh on on the fun bombshell that that david decoded that fun winston oh, churchill God. quote for the I do nineteenth century. Would it be the Winston Churchill like like Rosetta Stone? That often? <laughs> Next week we'll find another really upsetting thing for David to uh, uh, translate into Winston Churchill speak. But for now, this has been Mark's Madness. Uh, my name is Nathan. My name's David, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Yeah.